Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and as always, we got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. As we try to help you slow things down just a little bit, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense on a Wednesday today. And a lot going on. As always, we want you to chime in, help us elevate that conversation. You can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. I want to hear what's on your mind. Uh, help us uh, with that elevated conversation for the day. Uh, a lot going on in our nation's capital right now. Uh, Jen Psaki has taken to the podium uh, for the White House briefing. Uh, the focus this morning, we understand, is going to be on the situation at the border and uh, what is happening uh, with uh, uh, a little bit of a surge and spike uh, in those coming across the border. Uh, so we'll continue to monitor that. If uh, there are things that we need to dip into, we may uh, take some of that live. We're also keeping our eye uh, on what is taking place in the House of Representatives. Uh, remember, the uh, $1.9 trillion stimulus package uh, was passed in the Senate over the weekend, and it is now in the hands of the House of Representatives. And uh, I'm being told uh, that they are just winding down just some of the final speechifying uh, that is happening uh, from both sides of the aisle, and then they will actually begin to take that vote, uh, which we expect to pass uh, purely on uh, partisan lines. It will be interesting to see a couple of the Democrats uh, who voted against the initial $1.9 trillion package. Uh, some of them are going to continue to vote against, uh, but there are a few, we understand, uh, who will switch their votes and will uh, vote for this round of the package. And again, so we'll we'll keep our eye on that one as well. And I think some of the things that we need to make sure we keep in mind as we look at what's going on and what's going through uh, with this spending, uh, this this is the largest single swath spending uh, in our history. Uh, that's not insignificant, especially at a time when we have a $27 trillion, uh, that's trillion with a T, uh, national debt that is mounting uh, and is really exceeding any way that we could even pay for any of it uh, with our current income. Uh, and our gross national product in terms of what we're actually producing and taking in every year. And uh, that's very concerning. Uh, that's going to lead to more inflation. That's going to be a drag on the economy. And, of course, uh, that has major impact uh, on the future of our children and our grandchildren. 
uh, who ultimately will be left holding the bag on that one. Uh, and I think it's I think it's safe to say uh, both sides have been accusing each other of just, you know, wanting recklessness on one hand or being uncaring and uncompassionate on the other. Uh, pick your line and your bullet points and scream away. Uh, but to me, there there are some questions that have to be asked. I think everyone agrees. Everyone agrees that there is need for some people to get some help. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, and Republicans can't say, well, no, we, we can't do it. It's, it costs too much. Uh, many of those same representatives were all in favor of of then-President Trump's $2,000 checks going to folks. So I think everyone agrees on that. So I think that's fair. So let's deal with that, uh, and let's get that part done. Uh, there are all kinds of things baked into this $1.9 trillion that have absolutely nothing, nothing to do with the pandemic. And that's my biggest problem. Uh, really interesting, uh, this morning in the New York Times, not known as a uh, conservative bastion of thought, uh, they called out this morning that the rescue package, because you have to use the right term, remember it's all about the naming structure of all of this, uh, the rescue package includes $86 billion dollars billion with a B, for failing pensions. Uh, All of those predate anything to do with the pandemic. And we were just having a conversation uh, in the newsroom uh, about what a challenge this is. You have uh, a lot of union workers who entered into agreements and commitments uh, long years ago uh, that these pensions would be there for them. And so you feel for those folks Uh, because you can't just leave them holding the bag. But then you've got uh, some of the unions that have either been very bloated in terms of how many people are on their payroll uh, or have made just really bad investments uh, that are now on the verge of bankruptcy. And so I have great compassion for those union workers who, again, entered into agreements with confidence uh, that they would be honored and met. Uh, There are other hardworking Americans all around this country uh, who were not part of unions, who have been trying to prepare for their retirements on their own, uh, have dealt with the challenges and ups and downs of the market and cycles and the economy and so on. Uh, And so why is it that one group uh, gets bailed out because they have an army of lobbyists and lawyers, while other hardworking Americans do not? And how do we rectify that? Uh, And so I I think it's just one of those conversations. uh, And again, I I think we have to get to a different kind of conversation. Why is it that this has to be included in this bill? It doesn't. So why is it? Because they know that's how they can get it passed. And so to me, that's the the challenge. Uh, And... Again, we've got a lot of things in this $1.9 trillion that I completely disagree with uh, and some things that I totally agree with, by the way. And yet we can't vote on them specifically because we have to lump it into an all-or-nothing, take-it-or-leave-it approach, which, again, never gets us to any kind. Everyone always says they want to talk about unity. Everyone wants to get to bipartisanship. This is not how that is done. (laughs) It's really simple. Uh, If you want to get bipartisan support on some of this stuff, Uh, You come together around specifics. 
you don't lump in and toss in every little thing you can uh, because you know it will have to be passed. Uh, that's the that's the underbelly of of Congress and what gets thrown in, especially what gets thrown in late stages, late in the game, uh, before votes uh, are taken. Uh, and I think you can go through all kinds of things. Uh, one of our texters uh, uh, talked about the tax cut. Uh, trillions, absolutely. And uh, and that was an issue. Uh, did, did, did they need that tax cut? Uh, does someone making 150000 a year uh, need a $1,400 stimulus check? Couldn't we help those who are really in need better with more if we were a little more targeted? a little more focused. Uh, And so to me, the big question for both sides of the aisle is what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? And of course, what they're afraid of is losing power. And until we can have that kind of conversation, until we can get our legislative process to really get focused on one thing at a time, uh, let's let's get rid of these 700, 1,000, 1,600 page bills Uh, that nobody has read. And let's get to some things that we can actually do in front of the American people, not behind closed doors. Let's not go to the four-person law firm of Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy. Uh, They have a different agenda. Uh, And part of their agenda is to remain in power. And so we got to have a different kind of conversation. And so uh, we'll continue to keep our eye on it. looks like a Nancy Pelosi is now speaking on the floor of the House of Representatives. That's an indication that we are getting very close to uh, having the vote begin. Uh, would love to know your thoughts. Uh, why is it that we have to do all of these bailouts? We're bailing out some cities. We're bailing out uh, some Teamsters unions, uh, some specific ones uh, that have not been responsible. Not in the pandemic, pre-pandemic. Uh, and, and so why is money, why is $86 billion headed over there? Uh, and why is that not going to other hardworking Americans? Uh, lots of questions, uh, lots of challenging things for us, uh, to discuss. And we're going to continue on with that. We're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about as part of our focus on women's history month, uh, the women of the pandemic, uh, have been hit, especially hard. Sid Tetro from, uh, Women Tech Council is going to join us about some important conversations coming up this week about our women in high tech and in the workforce. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.